Welcome back to Barely Serious. This is episode 170, the roadcast from New York City, Brooklyn, Harrisburg, Philadelphia, whatever the fuck we're going to call it. I'm here with Mikey in. What's up, dog? Dude, Dude. I just want to get out of the way. Like, my favorite part of the trip so far was definitely seeing those Jewish guys. I have never seen anyone more excited about Jews. You pulled, like, a total reverse Hitler. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, Jews, I love them so much. They're real. Look at their hats and the hair. They have the hair. Mike, why do they have the hair? Is the hair real? The kids have the hair. The hair can't be real. Why are they wearing those hats? Mike, look at all the Jews. Can I take a picture with one? <laughs> Dude, I didn't know that they were real. And then every time we saw one, for we didn't see one for like a whole day, and you're like, where'd all the Jews go? It's like, we're not in their neighborhood. Like, they have neighborhoods? It's like... <laughs> I'd never been to New York before. Yeah, dude, it rules. That's such a fun city. Well, dude, that's actually really cool. Well, actually, I don't know how cool that is that they have, like, neighborhoods like that. Why? Because it's like, dude, it's like, it's almost like the Holocaust. Not like the Holocaust, but it's like, like, there's black neighborhoods and white neighborhoods and, like, Jewish neighborhoods and, like, Korean neighborhoods, but, like, they don't go to other people's neighborhoods. It's like... No, they go to other people's neighborhoods. They just live in theirs. Yeah, but I didn't, we didn't see them anywhere else. It's like, what Uh, if We saw a bunch of Jews when we were in Times Square. We saw two. I mean, uh, we only walked on like too 10 many. blocks. <laughs> no, I get it. that was a bad time to cough. It sounded like I was yeah. agreeing with you. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. I, well, you were agreeing with yourself because that was said by Mikey. And- yeah, I knew it. Um, <laughs> dude, so we're, we're driving over the bridge towards Harrisburg right now. I got to say, last night we had the show, and then we went out after the show. And while we were walking down the street, uh, you saw a hot lady and we're like, hey, where's uh, where's the party at? She's like, let's go to this place. Well, no. First of all, we fucking we so we did the show. It was a ton of fun. And we were inside. We were inside. (laughs) We were inside the bar uh, afterwards playing pool. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. We should also probably mention that the the comedy club is also a bar and grill and uh, hotel. Yeah, the Comedy Zone is inside this, like, megaplex. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we're over there playing pool, and uh, I don't remember his name, but the Dom. host. Dom. Uh, I, I remembered his name. I just didn't want to blast him. Oh, well, phone. his name is Dom. I don't know his last name. <laughs> oh, my God. But he has a very deep voice, and he says that people are surprised that he's Hispanic. Oh, he's Hispanic? Yeah. So, oh. Well, look, he was right. People are surprised that he's Hispanic. But he spoke quite a bit of Spanish on stage. That's why my opening line was, I didn't know y'all had Mexicans here. <laughs> I was I was in the back ordering drinks and pizza during his set. Um, nice. But it did kind of feel like a baller move when, because uh, he was just kind of like standing on the side. I was like, hey, man, you want some of this pizza? And he was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, man, like help yourself. And he was like, dude, that's so cool, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I'm gangster like that. Yeah, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, a baller move is sharing your $8 pizza. <laughs> it was eleven ninety five, and it hurt. <laughs> oh, my bad. Yeah, that does hurt for that. Because yesterday, dear sweet baby Jesus, best goddamn cheeseburger of oh, my yeah. entire fucking life, former guest of the show. Yeah, former guest of the show. I forgot what episode, but uh, Will Lusberg, I think it was episode, it was in the, the 130s, but he was the runner-up to... Uh, season eight of Hell's Kitchen, uh, and he came on the podcast, and you know we became friends online and, and stuff. And so he invited us to go to his burger joint, uh, which is downtown, which was called Handcraft Burgers on Fortieth and Sixth. Handcraft Burgers um, on Fourth and Sixth. Brews. They got brewskis. They got everything. You could just search barely serious. No, I have, I'm on the podcast. I'm trying to find his episode. You don't have to watch. All right, he was episode ninety one. Ninety one. Will Lusberg, episode 91, if you guys want to check that out. But we went over there, and I got the, the I think it was called the Piggy Works. Uh, and you got the Miss Piggy, I Miss think. Piggy, yeah. yeah. And you Mike got the OG. Oh, my God. Was it the best burger you've ever had? Dude, for real. So I'm I'm a fat person. I don't know <laughs> if any of the people on here have ever looked at me. Because <laughs> I've done four episodes, and I've been fat for all four, but <laughs> they've just been audio, and I don't know if you can hear how fat I am, but I'm very fat. Uh, and I'm really into food. That's how I got fat. And uh, I, until this point, my favorite burger that I had found was something I found recently in Austin, the Bad Larry Burger Club burger. Now, the interesting thing about Bad Larry is that he's a pop-up, so it's not a regular shop. You can just go stop in and buy a burger. It, it's also 
you got to, you know, get in like line and you got to order it online and there's a very good chance that you won't get them. And then he does weird social media stuff where you can get them. So, uh, there was like the added excitement of, Oh, I got a bad Larry. And then you get the burger and it's very good. But not only can you go to handcraft anytime in Manhattan, it's right there by times square, but also it was fucking perfect. Yeah. Literally fucking perfect. The meat is it's so it's a smash burger, which I think is the best burger. And it was crispy on the outside of the meat while not being overcooked in the middle. The cheese was melted so that it had gone into the cracks of the smash burger and the patties were perfectly stacked. And then after they had grilled and buttered these brioche buns, they take the very thinly sliced tomatoes, which I prefer. I don't need this fucking beef steak in my mouth. So these thinly sliced tomatoes, but they put them on the burger uh, so quick to when it was served and then they toss the shredded lettuce, the shredders, in the special sauce that they use. So you get like a perfect amount of the sauce dispersed over the lettuce on top of cold tomatoes. So you have the cold and the crunch of the lettuce, the cold and the, the wet juiciness of a tomato. I know I've been talking for like two minutes no, about you're this good. burger, just, but it's so fucking sure good. good. And then you have the hot, cheesy, melty patties and these fucking crunchy, buttery, soft buns. It was an orgasm. It's funny hearing you describe your burger uh-huh. from Handcraft Brews. Uh-huh. Uh, and me, I had the, the Miss Piggy, which was uh, the beef, same beef that you had, and then pulled pork on top of it with pickles and, um, like, crusted onions. Uh-huh. And this is how I describe it. That was good. Yeah. I don't know what they did, but I don't need to know. It was just good. Yes. <laughs> you're, like, dissecting the burger down to its fucking... You're, like, you're like you remember that episode of SpongeBob where they throw the burger in there? Yeah. And he goes, 1% this, 2% that. You're like, that's you, and I'm just, like, the one... That was my favorite character in SpongeBob. Plankton? <laughs> yeah, the computer. Oh, Karen. <laughs> Karen. Yeah. SpongeBob. Uh, I, uh... No, I, that was great. Dude... Yeah, so shout out to Will Lesberg, bro. You're doing it right, my man. My man is killing it. Absolutely. 40th, on, 40th, 40th and 6th, and 6th yeah. Manhattan, New nope, York City. Yeah. Right by Times Square. But so, the thing that, that, we, that led us to that was that when we went to that bar last night, when I, when I ran into the hot chick and spat game with her and then totally had sex with her, um, we were told to go to that area of town because we were playing pool at the bar afterwards and the host came up to us. And he was like, we were like, yo, like, where are we trying to go? Like, where, where's like the after? Holy shit, look at these, like, army choppers. Whoa. What if they just started shooting at us? There'd that be would nothing, be such a cool end of the podcast. There'd be nothing we could do about it. It would be like no, the no, ending. No, this is Galen Nash is barely serious. Don't shoot. Dude, these are like, they have missiles, dude. Look at them. <laughs> look at the missiles on those things. Yeah. I've never seen that. You guys probably don't know this, but uh, in between Harrisburg and Philadelphia, where we we're driving currently to get cheesesteaks, um, is Ukraine. So <laughs> <laughs> most Americans can't find Ukraine on a map. It's between Harrisburg <laughs> and Philadelphia in Pennsylvania. So now you know. <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm fucking retarded. Dude, yeah, so the host, Dom, told us to go down there to party. He was like, man, what are you guys looking for? And we were like, I don't know, like this place with chicks? And he was like, well, this one place, if you're looking to bang like a young girl, make sure you check her ID, but you should go here. And we were like, what? (coughs) Well, and Galen's like, I want to find chicks. And I was like, all right, we'll go to to that area. I'll wingman for Galen. And it, the problem with that bar that we went is there wasn't an opportunity for me to wingman for you uh, because they were all ugly. (laughs) (laughs) There was not an attractive woman at the bar, and every time an attractive woman showed up at the bar, there was also, like, a very proud resident of Harrisburg that was like, that's mine, I got one. Yeah, yeah. Or they were there with, like, three dudes, and you're like, well, I'm not fighting the fucking round table just to talk to this chick. Yeah. Like, I love you, buddy, but I'm not... I'm not going to be uncomfortable. But, you know, it was fine. But you uh, know what move I did use? What's that? You don't remember my move last night? Just air dropping. Oh, my God. That was so fucking funny. <laughs> I, you did it? Like, it, it, you, I can tell that you have done this move before. And it has worked before. Uh, I saved the photo. But you open up Snapchat. You type some shit. You screenshot it and then crop it. And then you just pull up airdrop and start airdropping into everybody. And it says, let's fuck, question mark. And then has your cell phone number. <laughs> and, and you airdrop this to no less than 50 people. Last easily. Time. I have a screenshot. And, like, at, at least 
uh, there was at least 12 or 14 people that accepted it. Mm -hmm. And then that's just people that accepted it into their camera roll. That doesn't yeah. exclude people that were screenshotted. And the funniest thing was to like look around and just watch people get it and just start laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and this one guy got it right next to us and he just started looking around. And I walked up with my phone out and just started taking pictures of him receiving it. And he's like, what the fuck? Oh, is this you? And I was like, yeah, man, can I get a picture of you? with this and he just like posed for a picture with his phone out with the fucking thing <laughs> with a big thumbs down the big thumbs down and then I started talking to the guy and he's like so like where are you guys from like what are you doing and we told him and so now he's coming to the show tonight yeah uh, and then I was like hey Galen stop stop doing the penis one start airdropping just the show flyer yeah just start sending people the show flyer and you're like nah I like this one <laughs> <laughs> we could airdrop that shit all day oh we still gotta go to the Harrisburg mall and like flyer a little bit not flyer yeah. but airdrop a little bit well, um, well. so the thing is, Dom told us, like, several places to go, and he said that the one place we didn't know, he was like, be careful, there might be underage girls. He's like, yeah, check like, their IDs. Uh, that's that, scary. I don't like that at all. So I, we leave there because we're like, this is, uh, fuck, this is fired. This is dumb. Uh, we asked, like, three different groups of people if there were any after-hours parties. Including and, a cop. And Yeah, I was getting there. Oh, but sorry. The, everybody that we asked... Looked at us like we were fucking insane. Like, yeah. Where the, where's the after hour spot? And they're like, <laughs> no, this is Harrisburg. Like, okay. Well, one chick looked at us and she was, she literally was like confused. She's like, what do you mean? Like this, this is it. Yeah. Like, what, what do you mean? What's after hours? And I'm like, what are you talking What? I'm like, oh God. All right. Well, you're 16. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. No, I just saw, I was very surprised. And then we walk out and there's. Dude, how fun. Hold on, time out. You just missed that. We just entered Lebanon County. Yeah. So your whole Ukraine thing, we might, you might be right. I wasn't joking. <laughs> uh, no, but but uh, we walk out of the bar and then we're walking down towards where more party stuff is and lights. And there is a cop, <laughs> probably about 40 years old. He's like 5'10", about 200 pounds. He's pretty jacked. And he's wearing like full tactical gear, like a yeah. big ass vest. He's got like three guns. He's got like fucking grenades strapped to him. <laughs> and it's not like the black cop uh, outfit. He's in like light green, like army looking cop shit. And Galen walks up to this guy and goes, where's the after hours party? <laughs> and the guy is so nice about it. He's like, ah, well, they don't really have them. We usually shut them down. Uh, like if, if there are ones, they're not going to be that safe, but... You know, they pop up from time to time, and they move around so that we don't catch them. We're like, okay. And he's like, but do, do me a favor. Just don't walk in any alleys. You will get stabbed. Yeah, and he was dead ass. He, he said it, like, three times. He said it three times, and he said it with, like, the <laughs> calmness of, like, hey, you know, make sure to lock the door when you get inside. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, wow, okay. I mean, it is a capital city. I also am so... As well as being fat, I am also retarded. I don't know if people can hear that over the podcast. But yesterday driving here, I was Googling Harrisburg, and I don't know what I read, but I thought the population was 500,000. <laughs> and then I found out that it is 50,000. There are 50,000 people in Harrisburg. Uh, and then I Googled it also. I was trying to find the demographics of the city to figure out what kind of references they would get and stuff. And it says that Harrisburg, Pennsylvania is 53% black slash African-American. Yeah. And 34% Caucasian. Well, what's the difference? Between black and African-American? Yes, Mikey Ian. Well, uh, black means that they aren't necessarily associated with Africa. They might just be like a dude from America. Like... I, like I'm not an Irish American, I'm just American. But you would just call me white, yeah. You know, all right. so like if you're like a black guy and your family's been here a while, like calling you African American, it's like what for? Like it's just white guilt trying not to say black because people have used black in a mean way that look like you. But like, <laughs> it's I, like I, I'm just saying like that is as a demographic. I was like, oh cool, there are a lot of black people here. I like black rooms. Because black people are way better at taking a joke than white people. Oh, yeah. White women are going to be the death of comedy. They are everything that's wrong with our country. They are everything that's wrong with audiences. They are a nightmare. They get Bro, that the birthday girl from the show last night just sat there, and her husband was, like, loving everything, and she yeah. just sat there with, like, her arms crossed the entire time, and it was her birthday. She laughed at a couple of my jokes, um, like, my big punchlines on my stories. Yeah. But I was just really like, God, I hope this birthday's your last. 
<laughs> fucking fat cunt. That whole right, se- the stage right, that whole section was like their party and then like old people that knew them. And I, that- asked, I asked him, I was like, why'd you come to a comedy show for your 50th birthday? And he goes, ah, I'm a cheap bastard. Yeah, like, 10 oh, minutes from the house, $20 tickets. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. This one is $20 tickets te- cheap also. Well, I mean, uh, that's the thing, though. This is her birthday. So he oh. was like, what do I have to spend to get, uh, you know, not get yelled at for her birthday? He's like, I'll do a night on the town with her friends. I got her the fucking sash. I got her a fucking birthday balloon. $20 tickets. I'm the man. I bet I can get a blowjob out of this. You know? <laughs> Yeah, dude, they were a nightmare group. But then there was, uh, like, the younger people there were all very nice and they laughed were great. and stuff. They were great. Uh, it, it was interesting just to see what Harrisburg is. I, um, I had a lot of fun last night, but I had way more fun at the That Kills comedy show with Scott and Eric and Sahib and all them in Brooklyn, uh, dude. Brooklyn, yeah. They, they put on a good show. That was sick. Dude, that was like just the most New York shit of all time. So we we were going to New York and we both like got caught up looking for spots and ended up not booking that much. Uh, so we you know we land in Jersey. We dude, when we landed in Jersey, we we got to tell that story. What happened? To go oh, get the, the rental, rental car, car place, bro. bro. Well, oh my for, God. so it starts off with us landing in New Jersey and us sitting on the tarmac like waiting to get off the plane and because like, dude sucked. Dick at landing planes. Oh, that was that we, guy. We landed sucked on like shit. we landed on like two wheels and spun. We were like, bro, but we're sitting there waiting to dock, and Mike was like, so like, what kind of rental car do we have? And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, this fucking clown was like, yeah, I'll just get one. <laughs> like, w- like at the counter when we're there, like we're in a hurry. I assumed that we were just gonna go. Like, fucking grab keys and get out of here. And he's like, nah, man, it'll be cool. And I was like, fuck, dude, it's going to be, like, <laughs> a lot of money. You know, like, you didn't think about doing this ahead. They can fuck you now. They know you need one. <clears throat> and you go, nah, man, it's going to be, like, 30 bucks a day. And I was like, all right. And then we're sitting there, and you fucking Google it, and you find a rental car, and you're like, oh, hey, check it out, $27 a day. <laughs> and then you find a fucking SUV that's uh, normally, like, 65 bucks a day that's on sale for, like, 30 a day. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, bet. Cool, man. Good job. So you find this thing for $30 a day. You select the rental. Uh, and then we get there. It turns out you selected the rental to start tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, ah, no, but we need the car now. You know, that would be good. And then finally, the dude that's helping us is mentally retarded. <laughs> and he's just like the the pride of New Jersey. And he's like, yeah, but but if you need a cause, you, you're going to have to... You, you, do you I don't wanna, remember that. Do you want to get the the toll pass? The toll pass is going to be either the the total cost is going to be like uh, it's going to be like forty dollars, or if you if you don't want to buy the total cost toll pass, then it's only going to be like uh, six dollars to rent it a day, so twenty five dollars total. So did you want to pay twenty dollars a day? Did you want to pay twenty five dollars total? What did you want to do for the toll pass? And you're like, yeah. Toll pass, good, rent it. You know? I literally said no, we're good. Yeah, like on everything, and, and, it, and he's like, no, but you gotta have a toll pass. You gotta, you're gonna have tolls to go into the city, going in and out. So I'm like losing my fucking mind because what should have been like a five minute process has taken three hours because this retard behind the counter doesn't know how to under, like explain these things. <laughs> so finally, finally, we get the fucking keys. Uh, and we're walking out, and then Galen's like, well, where do I return the car? I'm like, shut the fuck up, Galen. Stop asking him questions. <laughs> Don't confuse this fucking simple man. Just let's take the keys, go to spot 1106, and grab the fucking car. And as we're walking out, uh, we we get to spot 1106, and there's no car there. And we hold yeah. up the keys and push the buttons on it, and there's nothing honking or beeping anywhere nearby. I'm like, fuck, Okay. We go to walk back in, and now the retarded Jersey guy is walking out with another dude who's a very interesting-looking white dude with a yarmulke, and he starts going, and Galen goes, wow, I didn't know white guys could talk like that. (laughs) And some fucking old lady smoking a cigarette outside is like, just losing her fucking mind. So then we walk up to the guy. We're like, hey, man, our car's not there. And he's like, okay. And I was like, no, but we need our car right now. We got to go. And he's like, I'm also helping this guy. I was like, yeah, we were here first. Help us both. And so we start walking with the dude. And the dude with the yarmulkes leans over to you and goes, where are you in from? And, and you're like, 
Austin by way of Orange County because you because <laughs> you can't just say Austin. You have to say Orange County. I every represent. Time. I represent the seven one four, dude, to the fullest. God damn it! I also don't like claim like I just live there, dude. Like I'm not just like yeah, I'm from Austin, and then people are just like, oh, I guess that's cool. But I'm like, yeah, I'm, I live in Austin, but I'm from Orange County. People are like, yeah. It's funny though because like when I think of Orange County and uh, before I'd ever been there, I think of the TV show The OC. Yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah, correct. So when you're like, I claim Orange County, I'm gangster shit. It's like, you mean like that shitty rom, like romantic TV show about the teenagers fucking? I'm talking about Cypress, bro. Like the deep, like you're talking about placentia. You're right. talking about placentia to me. You how much out, time from- do you? How much time did you spend there? What Orange County? No, 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 no. Placentia and Cypress. Oh well. None, I, none whatsoever. You I, were always in Fountain Valley. Is no, that what happened? I, I, <laughs> I picked up a jacket one time. Oh, so you went there once? Yeah, and it was okay. badass. So they, they didn't want me back. They banned me because I'm that hardcore. I dude, I grew up on Harbor, dog. Harbor Boulevard, Costa Mesa, bro. DMX got robbed by a hooker on Harbor Boulevard. That was his fault for being at the Motel Six behind the Canes. But okay. also. That's not like gangster shit. That's super fucking gangster. Are you kidding me? All right. DMX is from Harlem, and he got robbed by one of our hookers. Uh, are you it's, kidding me? Okay. You kidding me? I remember that there used to be this East Coast West Coast beef, and I thought it had been settled, and that West Coast was like, you guys just smoke your weed and be fucking sublime cover bands. And go spend your days getting terrible <laughs> tattoos and surfing. And they'll go up there and do all the business and be adults on the East Coast. And then I thought that the feud was over. And then you run into fucking retards. They're like, you talk about placentia, dog. You talk about <laughs> placentia to me. My hookers robbed DMX. Okay. That'd be funny if, like, you know, her, like, next few clients, like, like said some shit. She's like, bro, you don't know who the fuck you fucking with, bro. I robbed DMX. Right. And then she That's became famous rapper Cardi B. <laughs> that whole thing was wild. How do how do we even like respect any of these fucking women that are like, She's like oh we gotta cancel men that did these bad things, but Cardi B drugging and robbing men in their sleep is girl boss yes queen shit. It's like what are you fucking talking about? Kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. Just kill yourself. We don't we don't need your opinion. I'm sorry. I'm grumpy. I haven't eaten today, and we're on the road again and. The hotel that we were staying in, I love the comedy club, and it was very fun, but I found a large amount of rat excrement under my bed, and that's not a thing that I like to encounter. Uh, And then also, for some reason, uh, this morning, Saturday, the day that it is right now, at 8 a.m., there was a gentleman outside blowing leaves. Loudly. I don't know that there's another way to blow them. (laughs) You can't just be like... (laughs) <laughs> you gotta have that whole big machine and my dreams are dead. Well, dude, I didn't know what was going on. I thought like my AC unit was like about to blow up or something because there was like I thought there was no way that there's like some dude fucking doing landscaping right now. It was earlier than eight. He just slept through some of it because it was like seven thirty when he was outside my door, and like I woke up and like I had checked my phone. I was like, holy shit, it's like one p.m. We like we're not gonna be able to go to Philly, and like I fucking. Check my phone, it's like 7.45. Yeah. I was like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. But I was also, like, too tired to even... You know what the scariest part is? I slept in that bed in my underwear. Yeah. Like, I I got scabies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we both probably got something from that. It's very gross. There's there's no way the sheets were washed. My The drain in my shower doesn't work, so, like, I took a shower and, like, quickly just filled up, like, to my calves with bath water and like, oh, there's also uh, a man's beard trimmings uh, on the little metal thing underneath my window. Like, a lot of them. And I was like, dude, this is like, like, they didn't even just wipe it. Yeah, they didn't do anything. It's just funny to me, though, because, like, we got comp rooms. And it's like, so do we, like, say something? Like, hey. Because when I walked in, I was like, Galen, my room smells like piss. Does your room smell like piss? And you're like, my room doesn't smell like piss. And I was like, come tell me if my room smells like piss. And you walked in, you're like, bro, your room smells like piss. And I was like, my, my room, room smells fine. <laughs> and I walked in your room, I was like, your room smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't. I just couldn't tell. I was just happy uh, that we had a free room. Yeah, and no separate rooms. For real. Oh, I have to hear your ass sleeping. Yeah, dude, I'm not good at it. <laughs> I'm really bad at sleeping. That's how fat and retarded I am. I'm not even good at sleeping. <laughs> but uh, so we 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 go to get the rental car, 
we're walking with the the Jewish guy that talks crazy, and he says, "What are you in from?" And you're like, "Austin by way of Orange County, or up to 714. What up? What up? I'm talking about placentia or whatever." Yeah. Uh, and I was like, "I'm just from Austin." And he goes, "Well, I'm here from Ukraine." And we're both like, whoa. And I'm just like, what's Galen going to say? He was like, <laughs> was sick, like, congrats on making it out. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, just throwing up like a shock at this dude. And, and he had no idea what the fuck I was And then he goes, I, no, I, I go back like two weeks. I was like, oh, with guns? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm an asshole. <laughs> and he just smiled. I was like, yeah. So that dude has killed people. Oh, definitely. Uh, that's why he was so fine with us. That's what I'm saying. People that have actually experienced any hardship in their life are never offended by jokes. Yeah. Like, it, like even, like, very shitty, mean, bad taste, offensive, racist, not funny at all jokes don't offend people that have been through any kind of hardship in their life. And so these people that are getting offended, it's like, you're just telling on yourself. My life has been... So incredibly easy that words hurt my feelings. Kill yourself. So, <laughs> but so we get finally get the car, we drive in, and then there's just moment after moment where it it really is refreshing because I get kind of cynical about stuff, and I and I'm a happy person usually, but like you know it's just like all right we're driving into the city this is a very beautiful view, but you're getting hyped up because it's your first time ever in New York City. Yeah, you only you're it's only your first time once. Yeah. Well, unless you get raped and then your second time is by choice. Because then you technically have two first times. But one of them, if you're talking about, like, virginity. I was talking about seeing the city. Yeah, I know. I was just wanting to argue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the story. Uh, that was said by Mike Eaton. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. This is not a comedy podcast. <laughs> asshole. What, are you turning into a white woman on me, Galen? <laughs> no, I'm just preparing myself. Uh, so... So fucking, we're pulling into the city and we're driving over this beautiful bridge and all the lights are there and it's just gorgeous. And I have not in person seen the Freedom Tower, the 9-11 memorial that they oh. installed. So there's these two huge beams of light just going into the sky and it's, I mean, it was, it was, it was awestruck. But then it was just quickly all dissipated by the fact that we're in bumper to bumper traffic and a... Pretty rough looking homeless dude with like AirPods and so maybe not even homeless walks very close to the car and you with the window rolled down go, Watch where you're fucking going, dumbass. <laughs> dude, check it out. Isn't that what they do here? It's like, oh, he, they also stab, bro. They, we are stopped in traffic. Your window's open. You weigh 120 pounds. They love to stab. What are you doing? <laughs> it was very New York of me. It was. Did, and you said it several times, you know, after we'd been there a little bit more, but you are very New York. I need, I, I'm that place. I'm going to go, I'm going to move there in five years. Yeah. Like, it's very, like, that's my new goal. Get past it at the fucking cellar and fucking live in New York. Like, that's fucking, that's it right there. That's the next, you know, the next goal that's added to the list of many goals. Yeah. But, like, that city is me. Dude, when we were at uh, Will's place... Uh, I went and I got the food and we got tater tots with our burgers and I was like hey can I get some ketchup and she goes it's in the bag and I look and there was like two packets and I was like can I get a couple more and without even looking at me she just reaches into a basket and throws them at me I yeah. stood there and like I belong here yeah like this is like I was like oh like this is these are my people bro like, I love that like, so much that your brain's like this bitch was unnecessarily rude for a very simple request. You're like, my people. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch threw ketchup at me after I paid money for the thing that keeps her alive and indoors. Bro, and she's I'll like, be... fuck you, here's more ketchup, bitch. <laughs> Dude, I loved it. Because I'm very, like, I'll say stuff to customers. Like, they'll, like, the, like, they'll, like, call on the phone and be like, uh, ask, like, what time we close. And they'll be like, you guys are really close at 9? I'm like, yeah, KFC is open. And I'll hang up the phone. It was just like, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. That's no, awesome. No, just say like I'm New York is me, bro. Like it I'm is. I, I'm very West Coast. Grew up there. I was born in Florida. Grew up in Orange County, LA. <laughs> uh, lived in Pasadena. <laughs> lived in Pasadena for some time. Like it's very I'm very West Coast. I was born to live in New York. Yeah. Like that's let's I never I didn't realize like, you were born in Florida. You didn't know that? Yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. Let me out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that? You didn't know it was because my mom 
hooked up with that professional golfer. At I thought your mom got gang banged at a party that she was at so that she could score drugs. That was a joke. Well, I thought it was based, based on truth. No, that's not where I was conceived. Oh. That's just the punchline. That's wild. Um, well, spoilies for anybody listening. That, yeah. That's Galen's opener. Yeah, and it's well, great. It's, it's the third joke. It's my best joke. I've been doing it for four years. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, like you haven't heard it by now. You suck. You're not a fan. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah, so I lived, I was, so I was born in Florida, lived there for three years, and then my great uncle uh, drove all the way across the country in a U-Haul truck and moved us to live with him in Pasadena. Um, and then, you know, all this other stuff. And then when I fucking, when he passed away, like, I'm the one who, like, found him. So I know I shouldn't be laughing while you're saying sad stuff. It's just wild that we're going 90. <laughs> well, I'm saying this. Shit. I know. You're like telling me an important story and occasionally making eye contact. No, keep going, 90. I don't care. I uh, just no, like, I was just sitting on cruise control. It just is added date. Like the added excitement of the podcast is like, we also might die. <laughs> <laughs> Does this auto upload if we die? No, it's going to be like Stan. Oh damn! How, how, how am I gonna get this out? Yeah, dude, that's so and then funny. it gets out. Um, <laughs> yeah, they never explain that in the song. Are there scuba divers? Yeah, shouldn't shouldn't the tape just like not work if it's been submerged like Sahib's AirPods? Uh, yeah, dude, I can't believe someone threw his fucking. So uh, it was definitely that chick. I see. Like you keep saying that, but well, here's the thing: I'm observant as fuck. Uh huh. And so the Whoa. way she, the way she said it, right? Yeah. So we're in the oh, it's in the cooler. Yeah, just like that. He goes, she goes, has anybody seen my uh, my bag? I left it outside. And he was talking to Scott and Eric, and she had a notice. She goes, oh, yeah, it's in the cooler outside. Just like that. Like, it was very, just like, the way she said it, it was just like, oh, she put it there. So I thought, my first thought was that it was just like somebody emptied the cooler out, and she put it there. No, nobody emptied the cooler out. It was just a pool of melted ice and maybe, like, an empty can of PBR. Yeah. Like, just left in there. And then his all his shit was in there with like cash, his AirPods, his wallet, and it was yeah. just a fucking fanny pack just submerged in there. So I, I first off, whoever put it in the cooler, that was a very dumb move. But also, I would never go to sleep if I didn't know where all of those things were. You haven't. I like. You've gone to phone without. You've gone to bed without your phone. Uh. You showed up without your car one time and didn't even know where your keys were. When was that? When you woke me up at 3 in the morning. No, 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 no. That is not what happened. What happened was I took my keys out of my pockets so that I could go on stage at Creek because I don't like having a bunch of shit in my pockets. Me neither. And I, I set them. Room. Well, next to the green room. Oh, yeah, we don't have tonight, a green room. Yeah, yeah I know. There's so no I just room. go on stage with my wallet on. I know. I hate it. Well, I tonight, tonight I might just, just hand it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, that's what I did. Is I set my shit on that back table. Yeah, uh, and I, but I sat there the whole time. Yeah, dude, I fucking hate having shit in my pockets on stage. Yeah, but I also like having shit in my pockets right before I'm on stage. So I, <laughs> so I set like my keys and my vape and my my shit in the little side room next to the stage at Creek, uh, and then when we left, I was walking to my car to drive and meet everybody. Uh, and they said, no, 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 just ride with us. We'll drop you back off at your car. Had I driven myself, I would have realized immediately I didn't have my keys and it wouldn't have been a problem. But I was like, all right, I'll ride with you guys. So we left from Creek and we went and played a couple games of pool at Seven Grand. And then we leave and we go up to eat at Waffle House. The first Waffle House is not doing any in inside orders. They're only doing to go. Uh -huh. And we're like, fuck that. So then we go to the second Waffle House, which is super north, also right by our place. So I'm like... Uh, you know where the one literally right by our place? Yeah, the one by the McDonald's and yeah. the Baskin Robbins. Yeah, you guys drove all the way there for Correct. Waffle House. Yeah, it's like the worst place ever. I'm aware, Galen. I'm aware, but sometimes <laughs> when it's late at night, you want some Waffle House. You're right. So, and it's just a big group of comics, and we wanted to hang out and do the diner thing. It's fun. So we get there, we eat, and then when I we go to leave, I'm like, oh fuck, I don't have my fucking keys. And then I'm like, oh shit, they're at Creek for sure. And then I texted Creek people, but it was by that time it's two thirty. You know, they're already closing down and they just left. And I was like, ah, shit. Okay. Well, I'll just get them tomorrow. So I, I knew where my keys were and my phone was dead because I couldn't charge it in my car. Yeah. That was all that happened. It wasn't like a crazy irresponsible night. But through all that, I knew where my wallet was. It was attached <laughs> yeah. to my phone in my fucking pocket. But uh, I, I'm just saying that's crazy. I wouldn't have been able to go to sleep, especially if I was at like a party where there are lots well, of people okay, around. Here's the one thing where I will back you up on this. The whole time we were passing the blunt around, he didn't hit it. The whole time everybody was there, he didn't drink. So I don't know. So he was, like, dead sober. 
Yeah. And just, yeah, all right, well, whatever. But it's also his place. Like, he lives there, so, like, whether it was there or not. I just know that, like, when, like, they were carrying stuff in from outside, it's like, let's make sure the stuff doesn't get rained on. It's like, that, you know, that would be, like, one of the things I carried in. But, it, you know, it doesn't matter. I, those guys fucking rule. Yeah, Scott. Scott, Sahib, Eric, all of them. They're fucking awesome human beings. I met Scott years ago, um, and I don't remember how we got in contact. I think I sponsored a clip uh, on Instagram like four years ago and I think that he like messaged me and was like hey man you're like you're fucking funny he's like I do stand up in like Washington DC and we just followed each other and talked and then he had me on his podcast episode 7 which I guess doesn't exist anymore because he told me that he took them all down because he has another podcast so I was like you know you just have two podcasts um, uh-huh. but so but I did episode 7 of what's your deal with Scott Hall and I think I also did like episode 55 of what's your deal with Scott Hall which were fun and then I had him on Barely Serious uh-huh. uh, twice. He's been on Barely Serious twice, I believe, nice. uh, via Zoom. So we've only met in person one time when he was in Orange County for a wedding. And uh, I don't know if he just didn't know, like, where I lived or anything or, like, where or, like, what Orange County is mm-hmm. uh, because I was shitting. I was shitting at my stepdad's house, and I was just, like, it was in early in the morning, and I'm just scrolling through, and I had a show that night at the Amazing Comedy Theater uh, that I was producing, and uh, I knew there was like already like a bunch of tickets sold or whatever, and so I like, but the, the lineup wasn't even like set yet. Uh, yeah. And, um, and so I go, and I'm just reading, or I'm just watching stories, and I see his story, and he's t- he tagged Anaheim. And I was like, I replied to it immediately, I was like, yo, are you in Orange County right now? And he was like, no, I'm in Anaheim. <laughs> and I was like, dude, that's Orange County. And so like I sent him my location, and, and I was like, are you in like this? Are you in Anaheim, California? I sent him my location. He's like, oh, dude, I'm at a hotel like five miles from you. And I was like, come do my show tonight. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm at this wedding. And I was like, leave. Come do my show tonight. And he was like, all right. And he was like, <laughs> that it was like a Friday night thing. And the wedding was Saturday. So like all they had was like a like a rehearsal, like a dinner rehearsal or, a, or like a dinner party. I don't I don't know how weddings work. Uh, but whatever the, the, the pre thing is the day before, he just blew that off and went into the show. Um, and so that was the first time we ever met in person. So this was the second time we've ever met in person, even though we've talked for years um, and done multiple podcasts together. Um, and it was, I felt like I've known him for years. Yeah. And then he made us feel extremely, so we get the car, we drive straight to Brooklyn. We're in like the, I think the area where Tiny Cupboard is called Bushwick. Bushwick, yeah. And that's also where they're, where they live. Yeah. Where they live, yeah. Uh, but so we get to Tiny Cupboard. Uh, I do my spot. I go up last on the show, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I did okay. I didn't do great, but I did okay. It was a good set. And I had a couple people say I was very funny. And I yeah. I did good enough that all the comics laughed, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I showed how I came to play. And then we uh, drove down to the Comedy Cellar. Yes. And we walk which was in, fucking awesome. We walk in and that's what's it called Olive Tree Cafe. Yeah, which is the bar right above it where Scott is like the bartender there. He's actually I think he's technically one of the managers. Yeah. Uh, but but so we go in and we hang out and we talk with Scott for a little bit and uh you know I wanted to see a show but I yeah. uh, you know they it's there's only so many seats and stuff there and so we had to you know like we put our phones in bags and then sealed it and went and sat down in the corner. I do not fit. <laughs> As an audience member at the Comedy Cellar, I'm well, too just large. that one corner. Yeah, that spot. They They're, put us in like the the free corner, like the like they wouldn't put regular people there unless they had to. Yeah. And so we were like, oh, like, like, hey, can we see a show? And he's like, yeah, sure. And they just gave us table fifty two. Yeah, one fifty two. One fifty two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it was one thirty two actually. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe no. No, it was fifty two. It was one fifty two. <laughs> uh, but so. We, we buy our, our drink minimums. We watch our comedy. But so Ian Fidance goes out and opens it. Fucking hilarious. And then Mike Feeney comes out. Kills it. Fucking. Whoa. We're driving by the Classic Auto Mall in Reading, Pennsylvania. And there right. are a bunch of beautiful classic cars. And there was like a regular fucking like Mustang in there, bro. Take yeah. your shit home. Uh, so Mike Feeney goes up. Fucking crushes. Hilarious. And then after him was... Was it Caitlin Palufo? Some chick. I don't know names. Was it the girl with the deeper voice? I don't remember. All right. Well, I was just sitting there waiting for Dave to go up. Yeah, I know. So uh, Caitlin Palufo is very fucking funny. 
And then following her is, uh, I think it's Dan Simonson. Uh, I know I got his last name right, but these are people you should follow because they're all fucking like 10 out of 10 hilarious people. Uh, yeah, Daniel Simonson. He had such an interesting cadence and delivery and just fucking murders. And then after him is uh, Gianmarco Cerezzi. He who, didn't go up. Yeah, he did. What are you talking about? He has that am- amazing new joke. I won't spoil his punchline, but we talked about it. Oh, oh, that's him? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, shit. I just didn't hear his name when he went up then. Yeah, he went up and he was very animated. And he yeah. did the act out that you said oh. was someone else's joke. Oh, yeah, because he fucking... He, There's no way he stole that. There's, it's just the, no, I've, I've been seeing, I've seen that done uh, by Connor like five years ago, and he does it like a bunch of times. And then I also saw another comic, Matt Cole, fucking steal that joke, which was hilarious because uh-huh. that's one of those cases where see with like Jim Marker, there's a chance, but also no way because uh, I've I've only seen that guy on. He's very active on social media, so he probably saw it. Maybe he didn't steal it. Maybe he's never seen Connor do it. Or maybe Connor stole it from him. Like, you know, you, There's who, a, who knows? I'm not accusing it. You know, how the fuck? I just know that they both do this joke that's exactly the same. I don't know where it came from. But all I know is that there's no way that Matt Cole wrote that joke because he's this big fat fuck. And he fucking goes up and does this joke about uh, trying to... Um, his girlfriend like, being on top yeah, and, riding and going him, up too high. And she's, you know, giving him or giving nine inch nine inch dick thrusts with like a five inch dick and he's gotta move and try and catch a thing. I'm like, bro, you're like three hundred pounds. There's no way that that's not that's you stole that. Like that's hundred percent. And I remember I was at the comedy store and uh well no, so it was like the night before I watched this dude just do that. Uh-huh. And I was like I sat there and me, Brandon Bryan and Steve Lardner all look at each other and we were like Yo, he fucking stole that from McSpadden. And then the next night, I was doing a spot at the comedy store, and I fucking go down and I run into McSpadden for the first time. Uh-huh. Uh, this was like four years ago, and I was like, I was like, yo, dude, uh, I ran into him in in the bathroom, uh, and I was like, hey man, I got something to tell you. And we went outside in the hallway, and we talked, and I told him, and he put a tweet out, uh, which, which was a poll. Uh, and he was like, I just found out that an irrelevant comedian in my old scene has stolen one of my jokes. Do I, you know, say something to retaliate or just, like, keep on shining? Uh-huh. Uh, and so he didn't say anything. He didn't do anything right. A, a year passes. Me, uh, Matt, and Connor are all at Gallagher's together on the same Gallagher show. And I was super excited for it because uh, I was like, this is fucking probably the first time they've ever even been in a room together yeah. uh, since then, because, I mean, Connor's off doing killer shit writing for Comedy Central and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, um, dude, and so I go up, I do my set. I don't remember how it went. Uh, Matt goes up, does his set, don't remember how it went. But Connor goes up, and he immediately does that joke. And as he's doing the joke, he stares. I'm standing right next to Matt Cole. He stares at Matt Cole the entire time. It doesn't blink while he's delivering that that the entire the entirety of the joke, which is like a minute and a half long. Yeah, it was awesome to Amazing. just watch his eye level not change as he's even doing the bouncing act out, just staring at him. So, which is why I think that it, it's, um, which is why I think that it's probable that Connor wrote that joke because he felt so passionate about someone else doing it. Yeah. And so it was just like you know if if um, if let's say. Let's say Connor, you know, let's say he took it or something like that. If I had been like, hey, this other guy fucking stole that joke, he would have been like, oh, shit, and felt guilty. Oh, shit, I stole that joke, and then just never done it again. Yeah. But, but instead, I, he kept doing it because he probably fucking wrote it. But here's what I'm saying. I wrote a joke when I was... And by the way, the joke we're talking about is hilarious. It's a great, yeah. it's a great joke. It's a great joke. But so I, I wrote a joke when I was maybe a year or so into comedy about uh, jerking off with my girlfriend's lotion... Uh, and not realizing that it was anti-aging lotion because she kept saying I had a baby dick. <laughs> and it was just a fun opener. It was just a silly little dick joke. And I get to the Portland Comedy Festival, and the first show that is happening is like a <clears throat> 5 p.m. local talent showcase of Portland comics. And I go to watch to see what the Portland comics are like. And there's this big, fat, red-headed dude with glasses that gets on stage, and he goes... I've been jerking off with my girlfriend's lotion. Uh, I think it's anti-aging lotion because she says I have a baby dick. And I'm like, no fucking way. There's no way this dude has seen the joke. I've posted it on YouTube on a, on a clip I use for submissions that maybe has three or 400 views. I don't post like any clips at this point on social media. I've sure. never put the joke out there. And this guy lives in Portland as like a local dude. So I approached him and I was like, dude, you're not going to believe this. We have the same joke, like verbatim. 
it's crazy that we both thought this same fucking punchline. And he goes, fuck you, man. Don't steal jokes. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I, some never, random guy? You're some fucking random nobody in Portland. And I'm here on a festival, and I like was excited to bond with you over the fact that our brains worked very similarly. And then you're like, "Fuck you, don't steal, j-. like kill yourself." It's so dumb. Yeah. So, but so I'm just saying, so parallel thought thing. happens. Parallel thought happens. Sure. That joke is 12 words long. Not a two-minute joke with act-outs that are exactly the same. But then two minutes long. But then someone pointed out to me, and the reason I don't do that joke anymore is if you listen to Rory Scovel's album Dilation, he has a joke. Where he talks about using his girlfriend's lotion uh, and uh, that he's got a dick that tastes young. And he has a whole, and it's a minute joke, and it's just a way better version of the joke that lasts longer. So, what, what I think probably happened is that, that the premise of that joke is that uh, the girl on top, we need to get gas too. I know. Um, the premise of the joke is the girl on top is riding your dick, but her last boyfriend had a much bigger dick. So, now with your dick, She's doing big dick boyfriend strokes with, you know, current boyfriend dick. That is a premise that I think is very easy to arrive at. Sure. And I think that the funniest thing to do with that premise is an act out where you hyperbolize both sides of it, where she's doing very large strokes and what you need her to do is very small ones. And that is the act out that Jean-Marco did with it. And, yeah, but and, to trying to like do the whole thing with catching it, I'm just saying like it was word for word, bro. Like I've seen him, I've seen both jokes, and immediately I was like, when he started the joke, I was like, there's no way. And halfway through the joke, I was like, there's no way. And then he did it, and then it was just word for word, and I was like, I guess there's a way. I was like, dude, there's just, it was. I'm not saying I'm not accusing anybody of stealing anything. It was word for word. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't even know the guy's name. You're the one throwing it out there now. Well, but but I mean, like I was going, I was complimenting the guy because he had a great fucking set, and I didn't want to spoil did. the jokes. But like, also, I just think you're being way too aggressive about it. But whatever, it wasn't word for word. I guarantee, if you went listen to him verbatim, no, there would no, be was, different it, words. I've seen because you haven't seen the joke in four fucking years, and I've asked you like twenty five times, why did you say that this weekend? And you said I didn't say that right after you just said a thing. So your <laughs> word recall is very dubious at best. Well, I'm gonna text Connor tell him to send me a clip. Yeah, please do. Um, but so Jean Marco goes up and crushes, and then after him is Jordan Jensen, who fucking crushed. She was hilarious. Uh, someone else went up that was fucking amazing, and then David Tell closes yes. out the show. It's the only reason I was there, and it, which was the reason that I went. And I didn't see any of the names uh, on the list beforehand, but then they were all comics that I recognize and see their social media clips and think are very funny. So I mean, I had a great fucking time. I laughed at everybody. Yeah, it was great. Um, oh, someone else went up that I can't remember, but, uh, but then at the end when David Tell has Ian Fidance come up there with them and they're bumping yeah. mics and they're roasting that was people, hilarious. uh, and then this dude, Will came up <laughs> and I have seen Will on the comedy seller social media being very funny and he's made me laugh several times and I saw him go to the bathroom and I pointed him out to you. I was like, Hey, this guy's hilarious. And then he got on stage, and I don't know because what his fucking aunt was there. Yeah, his aunt was Which there. Which is funny because Dave was like, "You brought your you brought your aunt to a show that you're not even on." Yeah, <laughs> it, incredible. But so then Will, he just was off that night, and so his crowd work was not going well. And Dave was not even roasting him for it. He was just pointing out how badly it was going. And it was the funniest goddamn thing on the planet. Like, Will pointed at a lady in the front row. I was like, well, I guess, guess you ain't going to be sleeping tonight, you know? Yeah. And Dave's like, yeah, very good. That's the future of crowd work. We point out that she has coffee. No, we don't need to. We just, just observations. No, <laughs> yeah. no interpretation, nothing added. Just let's point some things out that are happening around us. <laughs> there was there was one moment which made me laugh my ass off during his, like, solo set when uh, he, like, told a joke. And he got some laughs, but it didn't, like, hit or anything. And he was like, yeah, new material. Try it sometime. And just, like, looked at the back. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. And he was dead serious, too. He was yeah. just, like, just clowning on, like, the new generation of people. There was one point. Oh, fuck. 
uh, oh yeah, he tells a joke and it was like a clean joke and it was hilarious. I don't remember what it was. And then he was like, "Hey, he's look at that. You could get you could get laughs without saying pussy or weed or like yeah. whatever." And it was oh, he fucking, said gaping or pussy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hilarious, dude. He had so many like just meta commentary points in the middle of his comedy that it was like, as a comic watching him, you're like, "God damn, that's fucking amazing." And just as a layperson watching him, you're even like, "Ah, oh, it's fucking hilarious." Yeah. But uh, but then the thing that really impressed me is that afterwards. He went and stood outside smoking cigarettes, and every single person that walked out, he said, "Bye, thank you so much for coming. Hey, thank you guys so much for coming. Hey, did you have a good time?" Him. I didn't see that. Uh, oh, because I left. I went up to the. I went up the the left stairs and just went straight to the bar to hang out with Scott. You went up yeah. the other way. Well, I tried to go up those stairs, and the bouncer guy was like, "No," nah. because they when you leave, you have to show them that you paid on a receipt, and so I hand him the paid receipt. Uh, but so you know, it's fine. But so I walk out front, and then. It's also very cool, and one of the things I love so much about comedy is that I walk out, I say hey to David. David tells us, hey, thank you so much for coming. I was like, oh, man, thank you. you know, that's so cool. And then standing two feet behind him is Casey Shornima. Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, hey, Casey, how are you? And, and uh, Casey is there, and Lucas McCrary's in town. Yeah. So he came and sat with us for like a couple minutes of the show, but it was like sitting directly on top of you. Yeah. And so that didn't work, but it was... Dude, and it was, it was so also funny because when he was sitting there, I was so uncomfortable and I had to like adjust my dick, but I didn't want to like adjust my dick and make him think that I was like getting erect or anything because it, it was just like, that's how close we were. And I was like, I guess I'm just going to sit here on top of my left testicle. Well, he does have like a very cute girlish frame from behind. So I can see if he like sat on your lap and you're like, oh, a lady. What the fuck is this person doing? I don't know. Driving poorly. Like, it's Pennsylvania. Uh, so like splashed us. Yeah. You, you, yeah, it's fine. Um, but. So, you know, it's just fucking cool when you see your friends that you work with in the, in the local scene in another place out there fucking killing it. I was like, it was I, cool. I, I love that. It did, like, low-key calm my nerves a little bit. Not that I was nervous about being there, but I was having, like, like when we were at Tiniest Cupboard, I yeah. showed you my phone and I typed out on my phone. I was like, you need to, like, they need to put you up right now or I'm going to have a panic attack. And it wasn't because I was like, oh, like, you're so funny. Like, I need to see your shit. It was because literally I was sitting there and I started, like, getting into my head about, like, holy shit like i'm in like like i'm in new york like if i want if i started if i wanted to see my mom she's now like eighty thousand miles away yeah like i'm closer to like russia than i am like to my mom right now so like like not like freaking out like that but i just started freaking out be like i don't know anybody here so you just started not understanding maps <laughs> no. like, oh my god i'm so scared i don't know how distances work Eighty thousand no. miles <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I have, I have to fly around the world the whole time and a half to see my mom. <laughs> no, f you. Uh, no, you know what I mean. But I was just like, holy shit! Like I'm in this whole no, new place. It. Like I don't know anything. I could just like you know. I it was like whatever, and then it just went away. Like it was just one of those uh, where I was just like, it just felt it, everything was just surreal. Being like you know, like I was in fucking New York City. I just saw uh, Empire State Building, which was also hilarious because so we were at the Comedy Cellar drinking because uh, Scott's the bartender and shit we were hanging out with him and then they did final call and so I was like where's the after hour spot so we went to this bar across the street which didn't have final call until like 3.30 in the morning uh, and so we were drinking there and then Scott closes out or whatever leaves his job at the cellar which is fucking sick uh, and then he comes over and you know oh so I beat you and a random New York stranger in pool <laughs> that was awesome that dude was ass though like I would just hit the ball as hard as he could and yeah. just like spray and pray yeah, um, but I won. Yes, uh, and I also missed you winning. I thought you sunk the. I thought you. I thought you scratched the eight ball and lost. And he was like, and, and then I like walked by, and you're like, no, I won. I was like, oh wait, what? I just. I don't know how I. I was looking right at the table and just nothing registered. Yeah, I made a really, really nice long shot on the eight ball to win, and then you're like, did you scratch? And I thought you were being sarcastic because I just made an awesome shot, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I scratched. You know? No, I was just staring right at the table and just whiffed. Like, I was just like thinking about something completely. Like, I just like zoned out because I've mean, been drinking. You know, we've been drinking for a couple hours at that point, and then we drove. I drove. Yeah, uh, which was great. Allegedly, uh, allegedly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking uh, idiot. No, I'm just uh, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he allegedly drunk drove us to the 9/11 memorial at like 4:30 in the morning. No which shit. Was fucking sweet. It was. It was genuinely. About, so first we get out of the car and we're walking towards it, and uh, NYPD passes us, and these big metal claws have to sink into the ground so that he can drive through to this like private driveway. And like 10 steps past him, Galen just dips under a security chain. He's like, I don't care. I'm going to walk and look at the memorial. Well, I literally was like, bro, I didn't fly all the way here to just fucking stand 500 feet away and not even see the pools. So Correct. suck my ass. If they kick us out, at least I got to see it. 
Yeah, and I was thinking like, oh man, what if they arrest us and we don't get to do our shows in Harrisburg? <laughs> but, but you're like, ah, we'll be fine. So, we, you know, we walk under and then I was like, all right. And then me and Scott finally are like, okay, we'll dip under. So we go and then we're looking at all the pools. And it was actually really nice. It was pretty cool. And how they, how they, it was very well done. And it's and it, the lights were off, which was interesting. But the uh, it was just very serene. And because it's you're in the middle of a city with millions and millions and millions of people, and to be in a space that large and alone was crazy. It was cool that we had the whole thing to ourselves. That was a very wild energy to be a part of. Just being alone in a vast space in the middle of millions of people. So that was very cool, and, and I'm not very... only not only in a alone in a vast space that uh, surrounded by millions and millions of people, it was like the like where nine eleven happened. So it's a very like solemn place already, yeah. um, and so it was pretty cool to you know I stood there uh, at the edge of I went I went I sat I went to both pools, uh-huh. um, and just to, like stand there and kind of just look up. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, not cool that the whole thing happened, but like the the memorial is like very well done. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a fan of what they did uh, there, uh, and the memorial's cool too. <laughs> 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 no, I uh, I no, I, it was very solemn and very nice, and I like that. And then after <laughs> what, what's what made it just like the perfect juxtaposition of the world we live in today is we have this beautiful solemn moment, and then you also wanted to see Times Square. Which we drive over to. And now it's like 5.15 in the morning. And we're just at Times Square. <laughs> and every single billboard is on. And it is so brightly lit that it looks like it's fucking noon. Yeah. Because of how bright all these advertisements are. So they turn off the memorial lights to save money because you're not buying anything there. Like, you're not paying for memories. But yeah. but if there's a chance that it'll sell you fucking Coca-Cola or the new <laughs> Avengers movie, there it's going to be really bright and right there fucking wild but so yeah so we go and then it's six in the morning we drive back to bushwick uh, to their house and we're gonna stop at mcdonald's and then you see a white castle which i've never had and i've always wanted like when it growing up in like california or whatever there was two places that i always wanted to try um or there, there was probably there's probably a few that i'm just like blanking on right now but uh whataburger and which was is dog shit uh and white castle which is somehow a bajillion trillion bajillion times worse than white castle could ever possibly be i would rather i did i would rather drink the fucking engine grease out of the grill at white at whataburger than eat a white castle burger ever again it was dog shit it was dog shit like i can't even i took a bite threw it away it was i almost spit it out but i had told myself i was like you have to it doesn't count that's if you don't swallow it it's like you never ate it and i swallowed one bite of it painfully and then fucking threw everything else away. It was I. It, it gave me cancer. It was the worst thing I've ever eaten in my entire fucking life. I will never. I'm I'm actually like anti White Castle now. I will go out of my way every opportunity I get to fucking smear that place until they don't fucking exist anymore. It was, wh- whatever. So, I what what I did want to say. I'm first off. I'm proud of you. Thank you for taking a stand on a bad food that you hate. Cause that's that is the first step to being good at food. <laughs> You'll get there. I added a gas station for us here in two and a half miles, because uh, we have six miles till empty. We're fine. They, yeah. There's a whole other gallon in there. No, the new cars don't work that way. There's not like a bonus gallon. This is very accurate. When you hit zero, you're at zero. Yeah. So in two miles, we're gonna go to that gas station. All right. Cool. That's fine. But uh, so you see White Castle, you get fucking amped up. And I, and it's the same thing that's been happening, where it's like, it's funny to laugh at you and be like, how fucking idiot is excited for White Castle. But also, it's like, I remember my first time seeing a White Castle and being over the moon excited. Yeah. I remember a little, being a little kid and hearing all my friends from California talk about how good In-N-Out was. Yeah. And being in California and being like, can we please get In-N-Out? And it was a 20-minute drive and my dad wouldn't do it. And I was so pissed. I was like, come on, I just want to try In-N-Out. I just want to eat these burgers. And he's like, there's something wrong with you that all you want to do is eat fucking fast food. And it's like, I just want to try this burger that all my friends talk about. But, I I mean, I didn't even try that trip. I remember being bummed not getting to try In-N-Out and thinking it was going to be like some grail of a burger. And then I tried it. I was like, it's fucking fine. It's not anything to write home about. It's fine. It's just a burger. It's... Yeah, it's it's the same thing as Whataburger. It's not fucking the most incredible thing on the planet. It's better than Whataburger, though. It's not. You're insane. In-N-Out closes. 
to <laughs> if we're just comparing burger to burger, yes, an In-N-Out burger is better than a Whataburger burger. Thank you. However, however, one of the things you can order at Whataburger is a bunch of other shit, and you can do it at <laughs> any time of the day because they're open twenty-four hours. Like I get it. Yes. Whoa! Awesome. What the fuck? The next right it says the last food and fuel in PA. I don't know what uh, that's crazy. We definitely got to stop at this one because I got to put something inside of me. Uh, All right. A dildo, a snack cake. I don't care. I'm gonna. I need. I need things in me. Um, but. Whoa, man! This is a very interesting. Do you want to pause the roadcast while we do this? Uh, we can just wrap it up. And then because we're going to do what? another one. Uh, oh, we're already at an hour. Nice. Yeah. Well, um. What the fuck happened to the 7-Eleven? There was a sign that said 7-Eleven. But you tried in and out and it was dog shit for you. And Ca- White Castle. White Castle. Yeah. What You tried White Castle. Uh, but it was very, I tried the, I got the chickens, which were fine. They weren't great. It's all just over fried and overcooked, but it was just very funny uh, to just see the disappointment in your eyes <laughs> when you had this terrible shitty little mini burger it was ass bro there yeah. wasn't even like there was n- like no meat in it either yeah that uh, white castle's not like good it, what it is is interesting and nostalgic uh but but we got another roadcast where we will tell the rest of these stories because uh after that night we had an epic day and night in new york cool and that will be on episode 171 which we'll be recording because we got to wake up at five in the morning to drive back to fucking Newark to return this car and get on a flight. Yeah, because our flight leaves at 10, 10. We land in Austin at 1. I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, but you can kill yourself on the next episode of the podcast, which will come out at the same time as this one. Hey, so. go watch my fucking special on YouTube. This is the plug section. What's it called? It's It doesn't matter. Just type in Mike Eaton on YouTube and it'll pop up. It's I like the how you're thing. plugging your special and I was like, what's it called? And you go, it doesn't matter. Well, like, the thing the is that the name of the special is Sunset Strip Presents the Breakouts, oh, oh, Mike oh, Eaton. Oh. But like, you can type all that in, but I don't want you to have to deal with all that. So if you just type in Mike Eaton, you'll see it. It's Sunset, Sunset Strip Presents the Breakouts. Shout out to the Sunset guys for producing it. Um, what's your podcast called, Mike? Oh, my podcast is called Highly Social. It's very good. It's on YouTube and all plat- podcast platforms. Uh, I'm gonna have Galen on soon, so we can talk about all this on my podcast. Oh, dude, we gotta watch these Friday stamps off. Our I hands. was literally gonna say that because we're gonna walk in and people are gonna leave the show because they knew that we went to the fucking pedo bar. All right, let's end this now. <laughs> <laughs>